You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to This Week in Your Daily Star Trek News. Today is Sunday, May 29th, 2022. Coming up on the show today, it's almost time for the Orville Season 3. There's a new comic series that's coming, bridging the gap between Star Trek Picard Seasons 2 and 3. Carl Urban keeps the rumor mill going around Star Trek 4. And Denise Crosby is reminiscing about her time producing uh, the documentary film Trekkies, which is uh, in its 25th anniversary year. My name is Alison Pitt, and today's show uh, is going to be my last show as the host of Daily Star Trek News. I will tell you more about that later, but I do want to let you know that the show must go on. Uh, the team will be continuing Daily Star Trek News, and they will be doing that with support from people like you through Patreon. So head to uh, patreon.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News and find out how you can support us and everything we do uh, from just a dollar a month. All right. Now, before we get going, uh, I do just want to remind you that everything I talk about today on the show uh, is, uh, is available over at dailystartreknews.com. We've got links to all of the original stories, uh, more pictures, more videos, and we've got some uh, special articles as well talking about uh, Star Trek trivia, Star Trek history, and of course, our weekly events listing. Uh, that's also the place you can go to sign up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter. Uh, that's at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. All right, so uh, this is normally the time when I tell you about this week's poll, Uh, and this week's poll is all about the Orville. So the Orville is starting up this week, June 2nd, that's a Thursday. Keep in mind, by the way, a little side note, that it's not launching like at midnight like uh, like the Star Trek shows do. It's actually launching, I think, in the evening. So check your local listings. Uh, for when that's hitting uh, where you are um, on Hulu.com. Anyway, yes, so today's poll is, will you be tuning in to the Orville this week? Your options are, heck yeah, (laughs) Uh, no. Uh, What's the Orville, Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is? And uh, I don't have Hulu. Uh, It's already been pointed out to me at least once uh, on Twitter, thank you, Christoph, that Hulu is not available outside of the US, um, and neither will be the Orville, probably. I'm hoping that what could happen is what they uh, have sometimes done with uh, other Fox shows is that they get licensed individually to places like Sky and other uh, and other international um, carriers. But we'll see. I don't know about the uh, the international release of the Orville yet. So uh, uh, we'll try to bring you more news on that as we know about it. But anyway, uh, please let me know. Are you going to be tuning into the Orville this week? Do you like the Orville? I don't know. So yeah, uh, that is the poll for this week. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into the news. And uh, so yeah, the the Orville is starting this week. I just wanted to make sure that I drew your attention to my conversation that I had with uh, the Orville co-producer, Tom Costantino, last week. Um, I think I published that on Thursday. Uh, Go and check it out. We had a nice... uh, 20 minute or so conversation all about the Orville season three, what's coming up, how it's different from previous seasons, and also kind of how they got through the pandemic. Because if you've been watching this show, uh, if you've been reading our website, you'll know that the Orville has not had exactly a smooth ride. They got uh, interrupted in the middle of filming season three, uh, and everything got put on pause. And so it's kind of... Um, 
yeah, it's kind of an impressive little story. So uh, it's a good conversation. It's not too long. Please go and watch it. Uh, it's here on the YouTube channel, and I will link it down below. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, if you're listening to this show on the podcast, uh, there'll be a link in the show notes for you to go and watch that. Uh, yeah, and that's a reminder. It comes out on Thursday on Hulu exclusively. Now, uh, going back to actual Star Trek stuff. Of course, Strange New Worlds is on at the moment. And if you have been noticing, uh, their costumes are uh, pretty remarkable. So a lot of people have been talking about how their costumes are very reminiscent of the old TOS uh, costumes. And that is number one, deliberate. And number two, uh, the credit goes to Bernadette Croft. Now, Bernadette Croft um, is a costume designer who worked on a couple of seasons of Star Trek Discovery with Gersha Phillips. Uh, and um, she is credited with kind of bringing these uh, costumes to life. She had a conversation that was published on Inverse.com earlier this week that talks about the process behind that and also some of the more iconic looks. One thing that she did say about uh, coming up with all the looks for Strange New Worlds, uh, this is what she said, we needed a retro-futuristic look combined with design elements from shows like Discovery, and it was a bit of a design challenge to link them up. Now, if you've been watching Strange New Worlds, you will also notice that they have the scant slash mini skirt kind of thing going on, and uh, even like the male members of the crew are also wearing it. And part of that credit goes to Rebecca Romaine, who insisted uh, that uh, you can do stuff in a dress. <laughs> so they designed kind of a mini dress, uh, version of the uniform that could be worn with pants or leggings. Um, they talk about that, uh, sorry, uh, Croft talks a little bit more about that in her interview with Inverse.com. Uh, they also will talk about the um, the landing party jackets. And if you've seen uh, The Ghosts of Illyria, you'll know what I'm talking about because afterwards almost everybody was talking about their awesome landing party jacket. It may, it was reminiscent to me of the discussion around the landing party jackets in... Um, Star Trek Beyond. If you know, you know. Anyway, it's a great interview with Bernadette Croft, uh, the costume designer for Strange New Worlds. That's over at inverse.com. Uh, go check it out. Right. Moving on to uh, the series uh, that is no longer on our screens, um, but we have to wait for for a little while, uh, Star Trek Picard. Uh, I think most of you are probably aware now Picard Season 2 was, you know... Um, big and bold. And we know that coming up in season three, we're going to have the return of all of the Star Trek TNG main cast of characters. Uh, it's going to be a big deal. Uh, but how do we get from season two to season three? Well, IDW is going to help us find that out. Um, now, a couple of weeks ago on this show, I talked to you about uh, the Countdown comics and how they kind of uh, lead you into Star Trek Picard. Uh, IDW is now doing a series called... Um, Star Trek Picard's Stargazer, which is going to bridge that roughly a year's gap between seasons two and three of Star Trek Picard. And it's a three-part limited series all about uh, Picard's adventures uh, as the new leader on the Stargazer. Well, the new Stargazer. Uh, so yeah, here's, uh, here's the brief synopsis of what that series is going to be about. Embark on a never-before-seen journey set between seasons two and three of the Paramount Plus hit series Star Trek Picard. After a tantalizing offer to return among the stars arises, Captain Jean-Luc Picard takes to the bridge of the USS Stargazer. But when trouble rears its head on a once-peaceful pre-warp planet from his past, 
Picard enlists the help of an old friend. Sounds very interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, Picard showrunner Terry Metalis uh, confirmed that there's about a year's difference in between, and that's where the uh, Stargazer comic will take place. Uh, and this is uh, this series is coming with some pretty big names behind it. So if you're at all into the comics, you will know what I'm talking about. Uh, the series is written by Kirsten Beyer and Mike Johnson. They, um, in addition to previous comics, they and well, and of course novels, they also wrote the audio drama No Man's Land with Michelle uh, Hurd and Jerry Ryan. Uh, story art for the series is done by Angel Hernandez, who will also know from other comics as well. So that's very exciting. That's going to come out starting in August of this year, theoretically. <laughs> it doesn't always work that way in the comics world, but uh, we should expect that uh, towards the end of this year if, you, uh, if you're missing your Star Trek Picard fix. All right, so moving now from the uh, television series over to the movie side and um this is like a really funny like non-story story but we like to keep things ticking over so uh, star trek 4 is coming uh star trek um arabic numeral 4 not to be confused with the one with the whales uh, it's due out uh, in theaters on De in December of 2023, which I don't know if you've looked at a calendar lately, is like 18 months away. <laughs> so at Star Trek Day earlier this year, J.J. Abrams got up on stage and said, yeah, we're totally doing Star Trek IV, it's the Kelvin Timeline cast, they're all back on board and we're going to start filming towards the end of this year. Um, and we've slowly been trickling through uh, various interviews with various cast members going, yeah, I've heard that too. <laughs> so the latest one comes from Carl Urban. Uh, comicbook.com um, reported this this week. And yeah, basically what he's said is, yeah, it's uh, theoretically happening. Apparently there's a script. And I'm on board, theoretically. Uh, what he said was, all I know is they're developing it, they're writing a script, and I know 100% that we all want to come back and do it. Uh, he, he described it as just a matter of logistics and timing <laughs> at this point, which to me is translated as a big, I am the shrug emoji. You know, things like this have a tendency to actually just, you know, uh, hurry up and happen. So I, I personally don't think there's any danger to still seeing something in December of 2023. But it is almost comical how all of the stars seem to know nothing about it beyond we think it's happening. So anyway, uh, yeah, more on that at uh, comicbook.com. Um, yeah. Right. And finally today... I'm pausing because, okay, so <laughs> hands up, who's seen the documentary Trekkies? I have. Um, it's, I, of people that I know that have watched Trekkies, it's kind of in a mixed bag. I actually think it's a really good documentary. Um, some people don't like the way it portrays Star Trek fans. Uh, but regardless, um, it's still out there, and in fact, it's uh, this year is its 25th anniversary, and Shout Factory have actually released a Blu-ray of Trekkies, which is available now on Amazon. Uh, I believe you can also stream it on Amazon Prime Video. I'm not sure whether it's the um, better resolution or not. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, Denise Crosby, who produced that with uh, Roger Nygaard, uh, who is the uh, director, ha- sat down with trekmovie.com this week to talk about the film um, and why it's uh, still relevant. So here's what she said about the film. And I, I found this particularly interesting. Um And it's actually encouraging me to go back and watch it. She said, when we initially made the film 25 years ago, these doors were just opening up. So to fandom in general, there wasn't an onslaught of DC and Marvel movies. Comic cons weren't as huge as they are now. We hit it when just when things were starting to open up and change. So I think it's a great piece of representation for the beginnings of what we kind of take for granted right now. Uh, And that kind of... um, that reflection really hit home for me because I don't know. So I live um, in Southern California, not far from the Anaheim Convention Center where Star Wars Celebration is happening right now. And it's all over, you know, various news channels that I follow. Um, and, you know, things we take for granted now. Comic-Cons, um, niche Comic-Cons, um, cosplay, fan films, fan fiction. These are all things that Uh, in our internet age now, we take for granted, but they very much weren't back in the day. Part of that's, you know, the the growth of internet and social media and so forth. Uh, But when you have a a look at um, Star Trek fandom like Trekkies did in the late 90s, uh, it becomes a really interesting kind of looking back at the origins of where we kind of are now. Anyway, she says also um, about... Uh, conventions nowadays. Uh, She loves the generational sharing. My favorite thing is always hearing from young women that are now adults who are watching the character I played and a light bulb went off in their heads. These things are possible for me. I can be a strong individual and succeed as a woman. So yeah, Uh, to read that entire interview with Denise Crosby, head over to trekmovie.com. And of course, if you uh, are interested in watching Trekkies, if you either haven't seen it or you want to see the upscaled version, uh, that's available on Blu-ray now uh, from amazon.com and other places, I'm sure. Right. So that is it for the big news this week. Um... Just before I get into the uh, show and tell results, I do want to talk about me and my role. Let's just let's talk about me for a second. So I told you at the top of the show, this is going to be my last show as a host of Daily Star Trek News. It's also going to be my last sort of week as managing editor of Daily Star Trek News. Uh, but I wanted to kind of give you an introduction of where we are heading because it's not stopping. Uh, the website and the newsletter are going to be continuing without me. And we are exploring other ways that we can keep the show and the podcast going too. Uh, more news on that to come at some point in the future. Um, the team going forward will be led by our very own T. Rick Jones, whose name you are undoubtedly familiar with. T does the history and trivia segments um, on the website, but uh, behind the scenes, you probably didn't know. He's been sort of my right-hand man in terms of publishing and, get, and keeping the show going uh, for a few months now. Uh, so T is going to be taking over from Monday. Uh, he's really excited for the job. I think he's in the chat, actually, if you guys are here in the chat. Um, and you guys are in really good hands because the team is not changing. You're going to get still all the really great, wonderful content, and um, they are going to go bigger and bolder uh, than we ever have before. So um, yeah, that's 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 kind of all for me. I really hope that you guys will all can continue to support the whole team going forward as much as you've supported me. Uh, you are in good hands and uh, we will continue to bring you 
all the Star Trek news you need to know wherever you are. Anyway, that's my spiel. All right, so uh, just a reminder, there is a poll running. If you are here in uh, the YouTube live chat, please press the little buttons wherever they are. Uh, and if you're listening to this back later or you missed the live show, uh, head over to twitter.com. That, uh, that is, um, the, the poll is running there overnight tonight as well. Uh, and I want to know, uh, are you going to be tuning into the Oracle this week? That's the big thing. Right. Uh, okay. So I do have show and tell today and I kind of love this one. So, you know, you know, with me leaving, I thought, you know, <laughs> let's raise a glass. I'm not really going to do that because it's two o'clock in the afternoon where I am, but I do want to show you, uh, this guy. There we go. So, um, at this point, you guys are probably familiar with Star Trek wines. Uh, they produce a range of Star Trek officially licensed theme beverages. There's some white wines and some red wines and a blue wine, too. The Andorian one is kind of cool. Uh, not Andorian. I can't remember what the blue one is. Um, anyway, this one in particular, and probably I need to drink it already because this one was given to us um, by my good friend, John Champion of Mission Log. He brought this um, for, I want to say, Christmas one year. Um, and it was a very, um, a very welcome gift. And as with many special bottles of wine, uh, this is the, sorry, this is the UFP Old Vine Zinfandel uh, Special Reserve for those of you listening who can't see it. Um, yeah, I've been saving this for a special occasion <laughs> and I haven't figured out what the special occasion is yet. So maybe it'll get cracked open later tonight. We'll see. Uh, anyway, you can get, you can see their whole range um, at StarTrekWines.com, I think. This is merely one. So, right, once again, that's the uh, UFP Special Reserve. They also have some really... Uh, fascinating bottles that are, you know, really unique and one of a kind, as much for collectors as for drinkers. So, yeah, um, there's that. And thank you to John for that, <laughs> uh, because that was a really lovely gift. Anyway, right, so that is show and tell. Um, let's go and check in on the poll. The show seems short today, guys. <sighs> that happens sometimes. Right. Okay. Heading over to Twitter for the poll. And this week's poll is, will you be tuning in to the Orville this week? Currently in the lead with 72.7% of the vote is heck yeah. And in third place is actually tied with uh, no and I don't have Hulu. Uh, so uh, the good news is everybody's heard of the Orville. Most people are tuning in, uh, but it looks like there's actually a few people who, who can't go. So I know, Christoph, I've already <laughs> mentioned you. Uh, I genuinely hope that we find a way to get you that because um, the, the Orville is fantastic. Um, right, okay, I'm going to Kill the poll here in the YouTube chat too. Um, 
All right. Oh, it's a little closer, actually. Interesting. So here in the YouTube chat, 52% uh, of the vote says, heck yeah, they're watching uh, the Orville. 34% uh, says, I don't have Hulu, uh, which is probably, I know that a few people are watching this uh, from outside of the United States. Um, uh, no is 13%, and uh, nobody says what's the Orville, so that's great. I'm curious, for those of you who have said that you're not going to watch the Orville, I'm curious why. So, sorry, this, this sounds like, why aren't you watching it? <laughs> It's not like that. Uh, I'm just curious whether it's something because you tried watching it and you didn't feel like it, like it just didn't speak to you or whether it's just, uh, you know, not something that you're interested in or whatever. It's not everybody's cup of tea, um, especially because I found that with Star Trek fans, there's a lot of Star Trek fans who really uh, are more prefer the more serious side of Star Trek. And there are some like me, like I really like the, 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 the parts of Star Trek that I like are like the really weird parts and the funny parts. Uh, so from that perspective, <laughs> the Orville works really well for me. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, guys, that is uh, the end of the show for today. That's it. That is it for this week in Daily Star Trek News. Uh, thank you so much for listening, not just for today, but all of the other days. Uh, this has been a very long journey for me, um, and I genuinely appreciate uh, lending me your ears. Anyway, uh, remember, please, that you can find all of this week's stories, including the ones that I've covered on the show and lots more over at DailyStarTrekNews.com. That's going to be your home for all of the Star Trek news you need to know going forward. Uh, we've also That's also the place that you can sign up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter at DailyStarTrekNews.com forward slash contact. Uh, all of our stories will come to your inbox every weekday. Um, you don't have to do anything. It's very, very easy. Um, yeah, and like I said, all of that will continue. I, I, You know what? I'm going to have to send out an update today because I forgot to say we are not publishing Monday and Tuesday of this week because the team is taking a well-needed Memorial Day holiday. Um, so, yes, uh, look out for the Daily Star Trek newsletter starting on uh, Wednesday of this week. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, genuinely. Uh, this show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and it's written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Today's show and all of the other ones and everything going forward is supported uh, from people like you through Patreon. So please head over to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news and find out more about how you can support what we're doing from just a dollar a month. Right. I will not be back next week with the Star Trek news, but I do hope to see you all around the galaxy sometime soon. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just not going to be here. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.